0: So, the book of Titus, if you're not aware, is, um, is a book Paul wrote to one of his disciples who was a young pastor, and uh, so we're going to have our first reading from the book of Titus, and then we'll have uh, our second reading, well, third, I guess, total, from the book of Ephesians, and I'll explain why after we read these uh, together. So please join with me uh, first in reading the book of um, Titus, chapter 3, verses 1 to 8. It says this, Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and to show true humility toward all men. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness of our love... Of kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared. He saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and the renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that, having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying. And I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. And now also turn over to the book of Ephesians, to your left, chapter 5. And in Ephesians chapter 5, the Apostle Paul, starting in verse 8, writes. For you, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for it is light that makes everything visible. This is why it said, Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. This, too, is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So tonight we have multiple readings from multiple epistles. And I don't usually like doing this, but the reason we have multiple readings uh, is because we're going to cover two of the fruit of the Spirit tonight. We're going to talk about kindness and goodness. And... Sometimes I wonder how much to share as a pastor, Uh, how vulnerable should I be, how honest should I be in some situations, Uh, and I'm going to share with you a prayer that I pray somewhat regularly. Um, A good friend of mine who who lives in Colorado, and if he listens to this sermon, he'll know exactly who he is, so uh, what's up, bud? Um, We often will pray together, and when we pray together, we usually pray something very simple. It's not a great eloquent prayer of of holiness and, and of things of this nature, but we quite simply pray for one another, Lord, help me not to be a jerk today. And I know that sounds sort of odd, but for he and I, we have this relationship and we have this conversation where we know the propensity of our heart. And to be honest with you, some of you may be surprised to know this, that I can be sort of a negative person. And sometimes I can be very selfish. And so when I think about kindness and goodness, I really begin and start thinking with this idea, Lord, help me just not to be a jerk today. You know, these words, kindness and goodness, are very similar in English. Uh, And whatever your your native language is, um, you may have words that, that relate to things we're talking about that are a little different. But I wanted to address them both and show you some of the distinctions the Apostle Paul makes in the Bible and why they're actually listed as two separate gifts of the Spirit, because I think it's important. So let's start with kindness, and with that we're going to start with our Romans passage that Richard first read. Here, the Apostle Paul is talking about the grafting in of the Gentiles. He's giving the imagery of an olive tree, and that what has happened is that the unbelieving Jews have actually been cut off from the tree, and that the Gentiles have been grafted into to the root, to God. And in the Old Testament, many of us know, and you may be aware, that the, the God's people were the Jewish people. Now let me be clear about something, that this isn't just those who were of that ethnic background, but anyone who was a believing person, who believed in the Old Testament law. We know this because in the Old Testament, we have many stories of people who were not ethnically Jewish or Hebrew people, but were obedient to the law of God and therefore glorified God. And and, and the Apostle Paul writes this talking about those who believe in Christ will be grafted in. Those who believe in Christ will be connected to God as the Jewish people once were. And Paul says, I know this because I'm one of them. And, And in verse 15 and 16, he talks about this, he says, we can all be made holy, we can all become a pleasing offering to God. And he actually gives us specific details about this sort of grafting in process. And he says, you may be so happy with this that you boast about it. That you say, hey, that God actually cut these people off to add me. And Paul says, sure. That may have happened. But you should also be afraid. Because God also can regraft them in. Because of belief, and in the same way, because of unbelief, He could take us out. You see, what's amazing about this is this is not often what we hear. You know, this is not often what we hear about grace and about God's love. And Paul gives sort of this harsh teaching when he talks about the kindness of God. But if you look at verse 22, he says, listen, consider the kindness and the sternness of God. Consider the two next to one another. When we talk about kindness as a fruit of the Spirit, consider what God's kindness was to you. That you were once in unbelief. That you were once in darkness. That you were once so opposed to God that you were running the other direction. And yet when you came back like the prodigal son, there God was waiting for you, ready to graft you in. And so he teaches a teaching similar to that of Jesus in John 15 and says, if you remain with God, Jesus says, you are the vine, I am the branches. If you remain with me, I will be with you. And Paul is saying the same thing to the Gentiles, to the church in Rome. See, it was God's kindness that welcomed us all in. Because even though many of us have grown up in the church and have grown up knowing that God loves us and that there is grace, if we think about what we actually deserve based on our merits, we do not deserve to be grafted in to the root of God. I mean, really think about the power of this analogy. It's not just saying you're being welcomed into the church, but you are being grafted in to be connected with God, that the maker of heaven and earth would be the one who supplies you with nourishment as a root to a tree. This is the kindness of God, to welcome all, to invite all. And I want to take that and continue to look at this idea of kindness. Think about that, remember that. And let's, let's move on to the, the passage in Titus. To Titus, he he gives us a very similar image. He says, Listen, we once lived in foolish. In verse 3, he says, At one time we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. And for those of us who know what it's like to feel trapped in sin, we know that it can feel like it's enslaving us. And he says, We no longer are there, even though we lived in malice and envy and hating one another. Verse 4, but when the kindness and love of our God and Savior appeared, he saved us. Not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. I love that line. It's similar to to Paul talking about grace, how we do not earn it. It is, not because of the righteous things you have done, but by God's mercy. See, Paul is saying here in this passage that this is the kindness that we should emulate. When Paul lists kindness as a fruit of the Spirit, he's saying that the Christian who possesses the Holy Spirit should show this same kindness to others. Not based on what others do, not based on the merits of others, but on the love God has for them, on the mercy God has for them. And it's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Look at verse 8 in Titus. He says, this is a trustworthy saying. And I want to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. Do you know what is good? Yes. You've learned what is good. You've learned what is bad. It is a very, very simple, straightforward thing. And Paul does not... You know, sometimes Paul uses big words and confusing arguments, but here he is telling his disciple Titus very simply, hey, just do what is good. Do what is right. Display the kindness that God gave you to those people in your ministry. You know, the Bible is not always so complex. So just, just do what is good. And, and what is good is God's kindness to all. So as you consider The fruit of the spirit of kindness. As you consider what kindness means and what that may look like to you, let me encourage you to think. Do you show the same kindness God showed you to others? Do you give that same kindness given to you to others regardless of merit? Now now we come to the word goodness, though. Kindness is straightforward. We get it. There is right and there is wrong, and we should do what is right. But goodness is a little different. You know, the word, I'm not going to try to pronounce it because ancient Greek is, is not my best language, um, but the word the Apostle Paul uses for goodness in Galatians 5.22 is really unique. So for those of you who have ever looked at Greek or studied Greek, um, some of these words Paul uses in the New Testament aren't really common. And the word he uses for goodness is actually only used four times. And the amazing thing about this word is it's used in no other text in ancient Greece, Meaning so that in similar scrolls and similar writings from the same time around the first century, these Greek writings that we have, which has given us a lot of these meanings for words in the Bible, actually, no one ever uses this word. The Apostle Paul uses this word goodness with a very special way. It has this religious connotation, this spiritual connotation. So it's like kindness, but it's, it's something different. It's only in the Bible. And so if you look at the Ephesians passage tonight, you see a little bit of what that is. You know, the Ephesians passage, it starts out in verse 8. He says, for once you were in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. We get that. We know that. We know we've been redeemed. We know that God's light shines on us. And so he says then live as children of that light. And then he goes on in verse 9, and this is where that word goodness shows up the second time outside of Galatians. He says, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. What's amazing is he's talking about goodness, and he's saying goodness is not necessarily an action, but it's something that comes to us from the Lord. It's something that comes to each of us from the Lord. This this character trait of the Spirit of God is directly from God. And it pleases the Lord. And so in verse 10, he says, therefore, find out what pleases the Lord. Because what pleases the Lord is good, and that is light, and that is what brings light to the world. You know, what's amazing about Scripture is sometimes we look at this and we think, I'm not exactly sure what to do with this. Well, let me encourage you, you know, in, in the book of 1 Corinthians, one of the ways Paul starts that letter to the Corinthian people is he says, you know, one of the ways we understand these things and one of the ways we really decipher these things is through the wisdom of the Spirit. And it seems sort of counterintuitive by today's logic to use the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, which is given to us to interpret the, the things about the Holy Spirit, but trust me on this, It works. Because when we look at the things Paul writes, and when, if you've ever spent any time praying and pondering over these things, these things can come alive to us. These things can become very real to us. So what can we do with this? I think it's pretty clear. I think when we look at kindness, kindness is talking about the things we do, how we live life, the way we treat other people. It's the outward. When it talks about goodness, it is is something God has put inside of us. It is something that God has made accessible to us from the very depths of who God is. See, God's goodness is about realizing what God desires for this world. Not just kind deeds, but the very spirit of God, the very spirit of God and what he wants you to do in this world. So goodness is this, this thing inside of us that, that, that defines who we are as, as children of God, as children of the light. And kindness is then what we do with the goodness. You know, think about it like this. If we wanted to learn about the heart of God and fall more in love with God, you know, we think about it and we think, why doesn't God, because if God wanted to, he could just sort of snap his fingers metaphorically and and make everything better, right? He could make everyone kind and he could make everyone good and he could solve all your problems and he could solve all the evil in this world. (laughs) But he doesn't. See, to know about God is to know that God could fix it, but be confused why he doesn't do it. But to know God is to know that God doesn't do it because he wants us to experience these things. He wants you to walk through life and learn about the things that he cares about. See, if God just fixes all the problems, then we never learn about God. We never learn about what goodness is because God is just doing all of it all the time. But if we are his servants, if we are his children and we want to know who God is, God then gives us the opportunity to say, go and live life and figure out and see what matters to me. See the deeds that I would do. Listen to the spirit of God in your heart, the goodness he has placed inside of you. Experience and see what God is doing in this world. You know, as a pastor, I really believe this, that one of the best ways to experience what God is doing in this world To open our heart up to goodness and kindness is to sit across from another human being and actually hear them. And I don't just mean listen to them and then move on, but I mean really hear someone and try to understand where they're coming from. You know, because many of the disagreements we have in this world, many of the things that make me want to be selfish in this world are because I don't understand people. I don't understand. I mean, I have a very narrow view of how the world works. And sure, as we talked about patience last week, I wish the world would all get on page with my plans and my my perspective, but they're just not. You know, as much as I want people here to act exactly how I want them to act, they just don't do it. And one of the best ways I'm learning, slowly, but I'm learning, is to sit down across from someone and hear a story. You know, today uh, we had this um, culmination of this Christian startup network. Many of you know Holger. He serves as an usher here, big tall guy with glasses. And he had this idea with uh, a colleague and a friend of his to start a network of Christian entrepreneurs to start business ideas and, and to start these ideas of Christ-centered business output or whatever it was. And what's amazing is, well, one, the gifts different people have in hearing all these stories and passions people have was just wonderful. But there was one guy there who was from the the Democratic Republic of Congo. And, you know, if someone told me, hey, you know, there's this country in Africa, it's had a lot of problems the last 20 years, here's the history, here's the story, you should give money. You'd think, okay, that's pretty good, maybe I will. But to sit across from someone and hear their story, and hear how this young man was given, his father sold a cow, and gave him all the money and said, you need to get out of here, otherwise they're going to make you a child soldier. How he traveled from the Democratic Republic of Congo all the way down to South Africa, was living on the streets of Cape Town when a YWAM missionary came up and preached the gospel to him and equipped him and led him, and now he has started a nonprofit NGO to raise money and develop the world he grew up in that was ravished by war. To sit and hear that story and look at someone's eyes, you begin to realize what God is doing. and You begin to realize and really care about another person. And so kindness, goodness doesn't really do it. You feel it in your heart that this is what God wants people to be doing. You know, I read this week, kind of interestingly, that the part of the brain that actually promotes selfishness works way faster than the part of the brain that promotes empathy. Do you know that? So, I mean, it's true. Your brain... The part of your brain that tells you to pursue your own desires is way faster than the part that makes empathy for another person. So to sit down and actually understand a human being, to sit down and hear a story, you actually have to fight against the chemistry of your brain because your brain will tell you, no, go do something else. No, this is a better option. No, go pursue what you want to pursue. That's better. You have to sit down And rest and slow your mind down to be able to even experience this goodness God is talking about. You know, a pastor who I read this about in a devotional, this this guy was writing about this. He said, if we really want to awaken empathy and grow in godliness, establish a more compassionate society, it starts by unplugging and slowing down. You know, we all have busy times and we need to create balance in life. But let me encourage you, Be willing to slow down to learn more about the kindness and the goodness of God. Be willing to rest in the idea that God has actually placed goodness inside of me. You know, if you look at the Ephesians passage from chapter 5, if you continue reading, verse 19 says that we should sing and make music from our heart to God. You know, it's not the complicated passages in Scripture that are difficult, you guys. It's the easy ones that are difficult. The ones we read and that we understand and we say, wow, God is telling me and I know I need to be kind to others and I know that God has placed goodness inside of me, yet for some reason, this is not what is coming out of me. This is not what the world is seeing inside of me. So let me ask you this. Do you believe that you have goodness inside of you? I mean, really true, honest, pure goodness from God. And do you show it to the world through kindness? Do you give it to the world through kindness in your actions, in love? Do you give the world the same kindness that was given to you by your Lord and Savior? Because we don't do it just to pay it forward. We don't do it just because it's a good practice to do. You know, I love the idea of karma. People always talk about karma. Karma is so selfish. I'm going to do good things to get good things? I mean, could anything be more against Scripture? God says No. Do these things regardless of what you get back, because I have told you and I have put goodness inside of you that you would lay your life down for this world. See, goodness and kindness mean different things to the world, but to Christians, they mean something very special. Because as we know, and we talked about last week with patience, evil exists. There is good and there is evil. And we all know the difference. I don't need to explain this to us. We know when things are good and things are evil. And when I say that little prayer, half-jokingly to just not be a jerk, what I'm actually saying is, God, show me your goodness today. Reveal to me the goodness you have placed inside of me because I know it's there. And I'm sorry that my selfishness and my attitude tries to suppress it every day. When you think about kindness and goodness, do you trust God to work through you? I'm going to say this to you, and maybe you haven't thought about it in a while. Maybe you thought about it earlier today, and you know what? Great, but I'm going to say it again. God wants you to know that you are good. That in the midst of all of your junk and all of your sin and all of your shortcomings, God has put goodness inside of you through the Holy Spirit. Do you believe that you can bring goodness to this world? Because you can. You can. Your actions can point others to God. Your actions can bring kindness as God intended it to this world. You are made good by the cross and you have the goodness of God inside of you by his grace. And you can show that same kindness that God showed you to the world. It flows out of us. And when we go to God in times like this and allow him to fill us, we can then pour out this goodness and grace and love and mercy on this world. My prayer is that we would be a church, that you would be people who are filled and know the truth of your goodness and that your actions would be the kindness that God has shown you that you give to this world. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you. God, I thank you for kindness and for goodness. And Lord, those simple ideas, very, very difficult to live. And God, I pray that you would fill each of us with the Holy Spirit to a measure that we would know you have placed goodness inside of us and with power and wisdom to share the kindness you have displayed with us to the world. Lord, I pray that we would slow down, that we would desire to hear other people's stories, that our empathy would increase and our selfishness would decrease. God, may we begin to care about the things you care about. May we begin to be children of the light all the more each day, because of your grace and love and mercy. It's in your name we pray. Amen.